0: What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into the DNVR Buffs Podcast. We are, of course, presented by the American Raptors and Infinity Park. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Check out the newest rugby team for Rugby Town USA, which is the American Raptors. You can grab a free ticket to any of their rugby matches or stream all of their games at that website. Again, AmericanRaptors.com. Also, feel free to check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast presented by our guy, Colton Strickler lots of good stuff going on over there. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Today on the show, a little bit weird because usually I'm doing this, well, at the studio with someone next to me and we have a lot of fun, but everyone is busy. Ryan is on vacation, so we are doing it the old-fashioned way, the old audio-only solo show, but plenty of stuff to talk about today and a lot of stuff that you guys have been asking for. Uh, Some wishes have been granted We have been hearing a lot about people wanting some basketball, where you're going to preview this season's basketball team for the Buffs. We are also going to talk some NIL news to come out of Colorado Uh, football, something, well, I guess Colorado University in general, but mainly Colorado football. This is huge for them and something a lot of folks around Boulder and fans have been asking for, wanting this team to get more invested in so that they can be more prepared for this current landscape of college football. And then we're going to finish off the show the old-fashioned way uh, that we usually do on Wednesdays. We're going to talk about the games on the Pac-12 slate, make some picks. Let's get into it, though, with our first topic on the day. That is the NIL collective being set up for the Buffs through Buffs for Life. This is just massive news for the program. NIL has been something that they've been lagging behind. And now with this Buffs for Life Foundation Um, creating this NIL collective alongside the university. The university now has a direct pool for people to donate to, and those funds will be given directly to student-athletes. Buster Life is a foundation created to aid former Colorado student-athletes, providing a community, uh, resources in terms of financial assistance and mental health, Um, But now that is going to be opened up all of those assets to current student athletes, which is huge. Um, You can head on over to their website, which is b4lnilcollective.org. The donation link is right there. You can go ahead and get on after it if this is something you are interested in. Uh, Mike Sanford talked about it at his weekly press conference on Tuesday. This news actually came out on Friday, but... With Sanford's formal kind of introduction of it um, and his really call out to Buff Nation to use this to their advantage and really help out this program and support the football team and these players and make them competitive alongside all the other schools that already have had collectives or some type of general fund uh, that they use for these same purposes. So they're sort of leveling this playing field out now uh, amongst The big wigs, the guys at the top, uh, you talk about the USCs, uh, the Oregons, why they were able to pull players away from Colorado. You have to imagine NIL was a huge part of that. Um, You can also mention Carl Durrell. I mean, of course, that's a factor in it, but I think this NIL stuff, uh, of course, Oregon and USC, massive programs that have massive backing from prominent figures, not only in the sports scene, but just American culture and American business. Um, So, while we haven't really seen Colorado get that type of support from a specific donor or maybe a company or corporation or something, I'd imagine that this is the start of it. Um, we already talked about Tommy Brown becoming an underwear supermodel. So things are happening here at Colorado to get this kick started and to get NIL more involved with this program and help help not only bring players into the program, but retain players. That is something Mike Sanford talked about exclusively on Tuesday at his press conference. And he also talked about what I thought was interesting is just the general recruiting process. He had a really interesting quote in his opening statement talking about this. This is from Mike Sanford. He said, We've had situations where we're in deep with a recruit or a transfer, and we're on the phone, everything's good, they're going to be on an official visit, and then all of a sudden they go completely silent. He then talked about... Um, just NIL. And because of how new it is, it's not really firsthand information. He's learning, he and the coaches who go out and recruit learn a lot of this information second-handedly. And that is kind of where the disconnect, uh, you're hearing about these NIL deals so far, not, I want to say so far down the line, but further down the line than when they're actually come together. Um, anyways, Sanford continues. He says, then we find out that particular student-athlete went from essentially having no NIL on the table from any school and then all of a sudden, literally, a 300000 or 400000 deal is on the table. Big numbers. I mean, it's going to take a lot to get to that point, uh, especially for these more high-profile recruits. But Colorado is taking steps to join the conversation and become a national uh, talking point again because you have nil because you have the city of boulder behind you and so many uh, buffs for life people who have gotten help through this program and just people involved with buffs for life it's a huge step and something that we should all be looking forward to as this university and this football team in particular really tries to rebuild Um, we don't know about the transfer requirements yet that's something we still haven't heard anything on ever since we talked to the Chancellor, Phil DiStefano, and Rick George after Carl Durrell was fired and when Mike Sanford was introduced. Um, so who, I can't really tell you much about that. And I don't know personally. I, I If I did have any information, I would tell you. I just haven't heard anything more about these transfer requirements. We'll see what happens though. You gotta remember, we just turned the calendar to November. There's still a lot of processes that need to unfold. One, this season needs to unfold. Then the coaching search Um, and then just whatever changes happen from that coaching search and whatever institutional changes they apply uh, during all that time. With all that being said, Real quick, before we talk about this basketball team, which I'm very excited to do, very excited for this season, I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hope you guys have all been enjoying the NBA action recently. I know the Nuggets have been sort of up and down, but it's still uh, lots of interesting storylines and fun teams to watch. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyland bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. There's also stepped-up same-game parlays. They had a risk-free bet tonight on Wednesday, up to $25, a free SGP. They were throwing out all the deals on DraftKings Sportsbook today. Go on at the top of the homepage, opt into all of those. Tons of good stuff for you guys to take advantage of. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMBR and make any $5 bet this week. And get a $200 Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. It's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, talk to you guys about our friends over at Athletic Greens because they have a product I use every day. It's part of my morning routine now when I wake up. One of the first things I do and really something I look forward to is just getting a big glass of water, put it in my scoop of Athletic Greens. You get all those 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens in there. Just a nice energy boost and a great way to get some water in you to start the day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com buffs. Again, that is athleticgreens.com buffs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get into this basketball team now. We talked a little bit on Monday about the uh, Nebraska exhibition that took place on Sunday. But on Monday, a week or a week from Monday, so we're five days now, we are doing it for real. UC Riverside taking the trip to Boulder November 7th at 6.30 p.m. at the CU Event Center. This will be aired on the Pac-12 Mountain Network. Um, I'm sure you guys know your way to there or around it at this point. But let's talk about this team. We already talked about what happened at the scrimmage, but some interesting storylines. I watched the press conference from Media Day last week. Coach Tad, uh, Tristan De Silva, Neat Clifford—they're representing the Buffs. Um, not really any groundbreaking information. It was cool to see um, just coach and how the players interact on the stage. There was a moment where Tristan De Silva was asked a question about who is going to be the leader of this team, and step up, um, and you could see Tad really smile when he when Tristan told Neat Clifford that he's going to handle this one and answer it, um, so Tristan De Silva is going to be that dude for the Buffs this year, expected to really, um, I mean, he doesn't have the size, but be an impact all over the, the set field, all over the court for the Buffs. With the absence of Jabari Walker, um, you're going to need that rebounding and it's going to be on Tristan Da Silva a lot. It's also going to be on uh, the only seven footer on the roster, Lawson Lovering, someone that coach Tad has really talked up and said he's a weapon and also expects him to really fill in on that rebounding side of things, uh, but also just be a weapon in the offense, um, just causing terror there. I mean, he's going to be a matchup guy for this team. But once you go against those guys with bigger size as you get into Pac-12 play, it will be an issue or may it not be. We'll see at this point. Nick Clifford, though, also another big breakout candidate. Uh, he, I think, has been overall the most impressive guy that I've seen just in the closed scrimmage, uh, the inner squad scrimmage, and then um, against Nebraska. The Buffs also did have another scrimmage in between those against Wyoming. It was completely closed, though. Uh, did not hear much about that at all, just that it really happened. Anyways, back to Nick playing in the backcourt. As a scorer, I think he's someone that's going to be looked too often, Uh, not just inside the arc, but outside of it also. And then uh, I've been telling you guys a lot about Jalen Gabadon. This transfer in from Yale is someone who I think has been really impressive. Um, Three transfers on this team, Jalen Gabadon, Ethan Wright, both from Ivy League schools, and then Javon Hadley, uh, a Juco transfer and someone who is going to play quite a bit for this team. Uh, It seems like he has already sort of worked his way into a starting role for this team already, Um, and he played really well shooting beyond the arc, Um, just intensity on defense. You know, Tad Boyle's uh, MO when it comes to the buffs, it's defense and rebounding, and Hadley plays with the energy that should see some dividends in both of those departments. Whether this team is as good at rebounding as they were last year without Jabari remains to be seen. Um, Back to Jalen Gabadon, someone who's going to be all over the floor, a defensive guy and just a smart player on offense. You can just watch him cut. You know that he's really anticipating a lot of moves. He just knows the game inside and out. He's a lot of fun to watch. And of course, KJ Simpson in the backcourt as well. Um, If I had to pick, I think, a leading scorer for this team, it really seems like KJ is in the lead for me. I mean, we can talk about Neek versus KJ in that regard. But KJ's speed and his ability in transition, um, finish at the rim, on either side is very impressive. Had not the greatest shooting day really in either of these scrimmages that we saw. Um, the Buffs struggled against Nebraska. They came out hot, as I talked to you guys about on Monday. They came out hot, but they really fell flat. Um, coach Tad also talked up Luke O'Brien's ability to shoot the basketball saying that he was their best shooter over the off season. So a lot to look forward to. Let's get into the schedule though, because it is interesting. And there are a lot of talking points with this schedule and how it's structured. Of course, we talked about UC Riverside. We'll get them out of the way here. This is a team that went 16 and 12 last year. They finished sixth in the big West with coach Mike Magpio, uh, leading, The Highlanders, they are going to need to replace two crucial guys, two seniors that have moved on. Um, I don't know if they're still playing college basketball transfers, uh, but J.P. Mormon was one of those guys. He was a Ford uh, last year for UC Riverside. He was actually a graduate transfer from Temple. He's out. Also, Dominique Pickett, a guard. He is out. He's played five years for the Highlanders also. They do have three returning players that average 10 points or more. But this is a team that the Buffs should certainly handle, and I think a lot of people are expecting that. It should be a great way to start the season for them because it gets tough really quick. you got to go to Grambling State later in the week on Friday next week. Um, This is a HBCU team, and it was a team that Tad Boyle, Neek, and Tristan talked a lot about at that Pac-12 Media Day. Uh, Just the opportunity to go there and learn about the history of HBCUs Grambling State and all that. They also have a decent basketball team. We'll talk about more of them last week. Uh, we'll move forward a bit, though, to November 13th, the big out-of-conference game for the Buffs, going to Bridgestone Arena in Nashville to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. This is a team that went 27-8 and last year, second in the SEC. They were the third seed in the South region, lost to Michigan in the round of 32, but a very good basketball team that should also be good again this year. Um, that's going to be a big test for this team and something that Tad talked about in that Pac-12 Media Day press conference. And I think, I mean, I don't really have to tell you guys, you know, you went through it last year, but this team was really on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. Um, They didn't really get it done enough in their out-of-conference games, and they kind of had some, some bad stretches where they took some losses. If you can get this win against Tennessee, I think you're really on the way to improving as a basketball team and just improving that resume once we get to tournament time. Um, Even if you play them close, I think that's something that could go a long way for the selection committee. After that game against Tennessee, though, probably the most notable and most fun stretch for the Buffs in the out-of-conference slate. They start off November 17th uh, against Massachusetts, but that is at the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Eight other teams going to be there. Um, Colorado has Murray State and Texas A&M, as well as UMass, on their side of the bracket. They could potentially end up facing Boise State, Charlotte, uh, Loyola, Chicago, and Tulsa, who will be on the other side of the bracket in that Myrtle Beach Invitational. Some good teams in this bracket: Boise State, Murray State, Loyola, Chicago were tournament teams last year. As we know, Murray State can be kind of a beast in college football. They're sort of college basketball, sorry. I'm going to do that a lot, so you guys got to forgive me if I uh, say field or uh, football and stuff just transitioning into basketball season. We'll get it nailed down as we move towards the winter for sure. But anyways, there are some good basketball teams in this Myrtle Beach Invitational. It could also prove huge for the Buffs. If they get that win against Massachusetts, um, they would be facing off against either Murray State or Texas A&M. Uh, to finish out that uh, their half of the bracket, that's when they would face either Boise State, Charlotte, Loyola, or Tulsa after their potential matchup against Murray State or Texas A&M. If they get Murray State, I mean, that's another team you can throw on the resume. If you play well and potentially beat them, that could be huge for Colorado down the stretch and going into the tournament this year. Looking further, after that Myrtle Beach Invitational, this is November 17th, 18th, and 20th. Uh, the 18th is a Friday. The final games will be played on Sunday the 20th. So that'll be a fun weekend to keep track of this team. They get a week off after that Sunday game uh, to finish off the Myrtle Beach Invitational, and it's against Yale, Jalen Gabadon's old team, which will be an interesting storyline and something fun to follow that week. This was also a tournament team. Um, I didn't mention the Buffs have six tournament teams on the schedule from last year. We already talked about Tennessee. We're talking about Yale right now. And then uh, they play Arizona State and Washington, Open up that Pac-12 slate. But just after that, Um, December 8th, they play Colorado State, another tournament team. Of course, the other tournament team is being USC um, and UCLA. But Colorado State, a team who was very good last year, uh, lost to Michigan in the first round, but they were the sixth seed in the South, finished second in the Mountain West, went 25-6. It's going to be the first time I think both of these teams have played in either football or basketball since 2019. So that angle alone is going to make this very intriguing This one will be played in Boulder at the CU Event Center. It is going to be a fun night. I'm sure we're going to do crossover stuff with Justin leading up to that game. I'm really looking forward to that and watching the game with my guy. Um, After that game against Colorado State, games against North Alabama, Northern Colorado, and Southern Utah, um, if you got to get those three wins, of course, I mean, these are teams that the Buffs should roll over and then it's into the meat and potatoes of the schedule, the Pac-12 slate for the most part um weird that they kind of split up that Arizona State and Washington game uh after or before I should say those three out of conference games either way moving on they start on with Stanford, California and Oregon, Oregon State as their uh introduction into the Pac-12 slate they of course will be playing most of these teams if not all of them they play UCLA twice, USC twice, um they play Oregon State twice, i believe they play Arizona State twice, um Just looking through it right now, uh, that's off the top of my head. So we'll see how the Buffs really match up in the Pac-12. And it will be interesting because this is a conference, as everyone knows, is heavy at the top. UCLA, Arizona, Oregon, um, USC, and Stanford kind of in a a league of their own. You could even say that UCLA and Arizona really um, a league of their own. Maybe you throw Oregon in there, depending on how good they are also. But looking at this article... This is from ESPN, where they had their writers. Uh, Joe Linardi was in this, Borzello, uh, uh Medcalf were on this too, this graphic, showing all their picks for the Pac-12 conference and where everyone will finish. The consensus rating had the Buffs finishing ninth, just ahead of Oregon State, Cal, and Utah, Washington at 8th, Washington State at 7th. Um, but it was interesting to see not really a lot of respect being gathered by the Buffs at this point. Joe Lenardi has the bus finishing 7th. Um, that is the best among these four uh, ESPN panel on this piece. Gasway and Borzello have the bus finishing ninth, And Medcalf has them finishing 8th. So not a lot of respect for the bus, But this is a team that is going to be kind of learning on the fly. Coaches talked about that. And just how they're going to be a team that progresses through the season. They have plenty of games to kind of tune up and warm up into the year. But you got to be hitting it into the Pac 12 slate. Um, obviously, not gathering a lot of respect, but as we've seen, this team can really come out and surprise a lot of people, and they do that seemingly year in and year out. Um, if I had to make a prediction, I think that we'll see Colorado kind of do something similar. I mean, this team seems like a lot of fun. They're really fast, they got some shooters. Of course, you need the shots to hit, the size might be a bit concerning. But nonetheless, this will be a fun basketball team. Looking forward to watching this team, going to the games and covering this team for you guys should be very exciting throughout the year. With that being said, uh, we will talk on Monday about the game. I'm assuming, let me think about this. I guess we'll probably do the Monday podcast after that game. So you can expect our Pac-12 recap attached with that. Um, so Monday's podcast probably a little bit later. I will tell you guys though, we have some potentially exciting news coming up. I think we're going to get, I'm not going to tell you who, but a pretty big prominent CU buff on the podcast at some point next week. We're keeping our fingers crossed, haven't gotten final confirmation yet, but things are looking good. Uh, very excited about what's coming down the pipeline for DMVR buffs. We're going to switch back over to football and talk about this weekend's pac-12 slate but before we do that i want to talk to you all about our friends over at hassle cattle company where you can get the blue collar wagyu beef hassle cattle beef is raised in texas on a family farm and it's the best damn wagyu beef you'll ever eat and it's shipped right to your door which is the best part about it um, you can literally save so much money buying from hassle cattle you get better prices for better quality meat compared to your local grocery store. Um, If you want, head on over to HassleCattleCompany.com to secure your bag of beef and use code DMVR20. That'll get you 20% off your entire purchase. Again, that's DMVR20 for 20% off. That's an amazing deal. Uh, They got sausages. They got, of course, the uh, Blue Collar American Wagyu. Tons of great stuff over at Hassle Cattle Company. Shout out to those guys. Thank you for being one of our sponsors on this show. Alrighty guys, let's get in. <clears throat> let's get back into football. An interesting slate this weekend. I'm really interested to see a lot of these games and how they all shape shape up. Everyone is back in action. All the buys are out of the way. So we have six games to get to. This one being played on Friday night is going to be the number 23. Now Oregon State Beavers, first time they've been ranked in quite a while. We talked about how good this team has been all year. You saw it when they played the Buffs. Is a team that has a lot of speed um, and just a really good team inside the trenches, really disciplined. They are playing the Washington Huskies on Friday night. Washington, actually a four and a half point favorite going into this game. And it's interesting, I think. So far, or lately, I should say, Washington hasn't really looked great. Um, They were in that, I think it was a Thursday night, Friday night game against UCLA a few weeks ago. That's when they took their first L of the season. And then as we all saw last week... Trenton Bourget, a really nice quarterback for the Arizona State Sun Devils. He is the one that led them over the Washington Huskies in an upset just three weeks ago. Um, Washington played Arizona two weeks ago, allowed 39 points, but put up 49 to win. And then a couple weeks ago against Cal, just not a very inspiring 28-21 win. I think I got to go Oregon State here, man. Oregon State plus four and a half. Uh, I might even consider them outright. They're a really good football team. I think they're built to win on the road. It's it's a really contrasting style of quarterbacks. I mean, Michael Penix is dealing. He can really carve up defenses. And Ben GoBranson can be shaky, as we've seen. I just think that Oregon State's a better team. Give me them plus four and a half. Moving on to Saturday, one thirty, Washington State heads to Stanford. Stanford really kind of stumbling lately. It's a shame they're not on the buff schedule because that could be a potential win at this point. The Cougars favored by four and a half. Cam Ward has been playing decent. It's just offensively, they can't really get it together, rolling on all cylinders every week or week in and week out. But I'm still going to take the Cougars, minus four and a half. I just think they're the better football team. Uh, I do like Tanner McKee still, but I do think they have the better quarterback in Cam Ward. Next game, Arizona traveling to Utah, Salt Lake City. The Utes, 17 and a half point favorites. We need to monitor the status of Cam Rising in this one, though, um, going back to Monday, our Pac 12 recap, of course, a surprising development that happened in that game was the fact that Cam Rising was announced just, or not even announced, moments before the game started, um, was declared out, and they rolled with their backup quarterback. They're getting 17 and a half point favorites against the Arizona uh, Wildcats. This is Arizona, a team. Very explosive, very capable of putting up points. 17 and a half just feels like too much, especially without Cam rising. We'll see how healthy he is. Tavion Thomas, the running back for Utah, also did not make the trip last week uh, when they played. Oh, man, who do they play? I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyways, I'm taking Arizona plus the points, man. They're just too explosive. They can score too many points, and Jaden Delore's been playing too well. That's too big of a number. Moving on, UCLA traveling to Arizona State. Not really sure what to make of the Sun Devils at this point. I'm assuming they're going to roll with Bourget now moving forward, um, but we'll see if they're able to keep up this consistency with him at quarterback. UCLA, though, has really been sort of a freight train this season. Zach Charbonnet is on an absolute tear and on the path to being running back number one in the NFL draft this year. They took the L to Oregon 45-30 to 30 a couple weeks ago, but bounced back nicely against Stanford. They're 10.5-point favorites, and I got to say, I think I do like the Arizona State Sun Devils in this one. Uh, Just with Bourget at quarterback and the rhythm they've been able to find offensively, um, defensively a bit lacking. So this could be a very high-scoring game over-under set at 66 for those that are interested. Um, But I just feel like 10.5 is too much for an Arizona team that has shown they can score more with Bourget. Cal at USC. USC, 21.5-point favorites. Still don't really know what to make of Cal. They are so... Just uninspiring sometimes um, and honestly boring to watch. Um, Frankly, if it wasn't for the Buffs, this would, I think, be the undoubtedly worst team in the Pac-12. Offensively, they have their moments. They have times of explosion, uh, but it's just not consistent enough. Jaden Ott really hasn't been able to get going since he ran wild over Arizona, I believe it was, in that big win. Uh, But they haven't won since then. They're 21 and a half point Ducks to USC. I don't need to tell you guys about USC and all the talent they have. We'll see if Jordan Addison and Mario Williams are back at receiver for them. But still 21 and a half. I think I got to take USC. I'm sorry. I just do not believe in this Cal team, which leads me to our final game. The number eight Oregon Ducks traveling into Colorado. Bo Nix really playing at a high level. Someone we've talked about a lot and someone who really has improved his play throughout this season. 20 touchdown passes on the year for Bo Nix plenty more on the ground also he is just as much a factor through the air as he is on the ground 11 touchdowns on the ground averaging 7.3 yards per carry this year also Um, he's just been fantastic Oregon has really sort of started to figure it out ever since that opening loss that ugly opening loss to Georgia they of course haven't lost since they're 31 and a half point favorites over the Buffaloes my goodness that is disgusting Um, 31 and a half. I'm sorry. I think you got to take Colorado still. Um, It seems like they're starting to figure it out more offensively. Jordan Tyson starting to get more involved. It seems like Anthony Hangerson is going to be back and good to go this week. Um, We might be getting Alex Fontenot back this week too. We know Deion Smith has been playing very well this season um, when he hasn't been injured for the Buffs. And defensively, they've been sort of shaky and up and down. But you know Oregon's going to score points. Um, and defensively, Oregon hasn't really impressed me too much with all the names on their roster. I mean, Christian Gonzalez, a player we're all familiar with, has been playing well. But other, other than that, their linebackers, Justin Flo and Noah Sewell, just nothing really going on there. Uh, they do have some product, production out on the edge, though. We'll dig into more Oregon as we get into the week. But, man, the Buffs, plus 31.5. Um, I could be completely wrong. This just could be... A complete Oregon blowout start to finish, but you'd like to think that Colorado with Mike Sanford, this team will be pretty inspired um, and will be feeling slightly, if not pretty, disrespected by the 31 and a half point number. Alright, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Hope you all enjoyed this one, even though it wasn't a live show and we did not have a guest on. Still a lot of fun talking about all of these teams. Again, really excited for basketball season. Uh, We'll be watching this team on Monday and talking lots more about them. RK will be back next week. I'm sure he'll be on here on Wednesday. It'll be good to get him back and just his thoughts on some of these recent developments coming out of Colorado. Maybe we talk some basketball too. Until Friday when we preview this Oregon game, guys. let Buffs.